Uh, all right. I gotta stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting into some more heavy stuff here. I, I gotta stop to, laughing. I'm trying to hold my breath and you started laughing. <laughs> all right, here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to season two of Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I'm one of your hosts, Jason, and joining me, my co-host Eric, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing fine. Do you realize we have officially passed the halfway point of this list? Oh, we have, haven't we? Number twelve. Oh, so man. we are over halfway to completing. Man, that's incredible. <laughs> Time has flown by. I know. Yeah, we just want to linger in the '80s a little bit more. You know, <laughs> we'll find a way. Don't worry about kind it. Kind of like that stage fog. We just want to linger. Linger. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, here's a quick reminder. This episode is sponsored by HalloweenCostumes.com, featuring the largest online selection of Halloween costumes. But did you know you can also find ugly Halloween sweaters at HalloweenCostumes.com? These are a thing, man. I'm telling you, you know, it, it first started with Christmas. Yeah. But now it's like spread into Halloween. So, you know, it's, it's, we're getting into fall now. Hopefully you're getting some cool air. I'm still waiting for some cool air so yeah. I can wear some sweaters. Uh, but, yeah. No kidding. Oh man. You got to go over and check them out. Some great designs with the horror icons like Pennywise, the headless horsemen, Freddy versus Jason, Beetlejuice. One of my favorites is this, uh, this, these two zombie hands that make a shape of a heart that says, you are my zombie. Oh my gosh. No. No, go check out the uh, Halloween sweaters over there. Uh, just fun. Wear them to work on Fridays, you know, that kind of a thing. You'll love it. Uh, best part, you could save 15% off your entire order by clicking the promo link in today's show notes. You click over, the savings are automatically in your cart. No promo code needed. You got to do it before October 31st, though. Take advantage of that. 15%, man. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. Don't sneeze at it. <laughs> All right, we're going to keep going with our season 2 list, the second half of season 2 and the top 25 guitar solos of the 1980s and a song from the 1980 album just squeaking right in there by the same name. Coming in at number 12 is Back in Black by ACDC. Behind the music. So our spotlight today is on guitarist Angus McKinnon Young, the co-founder, lead guitarist, songwriter, and only remaining original rem uh, member of the hard rock band ACDC. I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. Yeah, just uh, circumstances oh, over the years. He's the last one. That. Wow. Uh, he spent the first seven years of his life in the Cranhill district of Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, music was a big part of his family, which included seven older brothers and sisters. Wow. <laughs> Every one of them playing an instrument. Uh, but the uh, worst winter on record, quote unquote, there in Scotland, 
uh, and uh, there were some TV advertisements apparently offering assisted, assisted travel for families to immigrate to Australia. The Youngs flew from Scotland to Sydney in late June 1963 and took up residence there. Huh. Uh, Angus took up the guitar at age five or six, receiving one lesson from his brother Alexander. <laughs> After that, he was pretty much self-taught. Wow. Uh, first started playing on a banjo, restrung with six strings. Then uh, his first guitar was a cheap acoustic model purchased secondhand by his mother. Uh, after high school, Angus bought his first Gibson SG around 1970 from a music shop just down the street from his home. He says, quote, I got a Gibson. I can't do a Angus impression. I would do his accent, but he says, quote, I got a Gibson SG that played until the wood rot because so much sweat and water got into it. The wow. whole neck warped. Holy so, cow. Yeah, he just uh, put his heart and soul into that first guitar. Yeah, no kidding. He, bought. Uh, he was just 18 when he and his brother Malcolm uh, helped to form ACDC in 1973. Angus was on lead guitar, Malcolm on rhythm, Colin Burgess on drums, and Larry Van Kreit, uh on bass, Dave Evans on vocals. They released their debut album in 1975, High Voltage. Mm -hmm. uh, then their classic lineup kind of formed after that with the next album, Bon Scott on lead vocals, Cliff Williams on bass, Phil Rudd on drums. And then, of course, the Highway to Hell album was huge and tragedy struck right after the release of that with Bon Scott dying from alcohol poisoning. So the band threatened to quit, but Scott's parents urged them on to uh, keep going on with the band. And, of course, they found a new lead singer, Brian Johnson. I won't do his uh, voice either. <laughs> That's very hard. And then here we are in 1980 with the album Back in Black, the first with Brian Johnson, which is, I did not realize this, it is the second highest selling album in recorded history behind Thriller. Yep. It has sold 50 million albums worldwide, 25 million in the U.S. alone. That is insane, That's dude. Crazy. That is so crazy. <laughs> Let's get personal. All right. I can't remember my first experience with ACDC. If I had to guess, it was the music video for You Shook Me All Night Long. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That was probably the first time I like saw the band and uh, probably the first time I saw a girl in a mechanical bull. But outside of that... <laughs> It was also the first time I saw Angus do the duck walk, yes. which I've always been in awe of. I had no idea that it was a Chuck Berry thing until many, many years later. You oh, know, really? He kind of stole that from him. But, you know, as far as their uh, 70s hits and then the Back in Black album, I was aware of those, uh, you know, basically the hits in the 80s. But it really wasn't until Razor's Edge in 1990 that I bought a full ACDC album. <laughs> it's weird because I have this really distinct memory of buying that album and a Technotronic remix album on the same day <laughs> at a Kmart. <laughs> yes. Man, so spanning span the gamut there. My my little league teacher at full in full effect there, my little league coach, <laughs> That's you awesome. know, such an influence on me that yes. I had 
I'm listening to Technotronic and I'm buying, you know, ACDC AC to listen to Thunderstruck. <laughs> but yeah, so back to ACDC. Uh, Thunderstruck was really my gateway drug into their catalog. Ah, uh, yes. I've loved them ever since. Yeah. And I've, I've had seasons with them too. It's weird. Like, you know, you, you, you think about a band, you start listening to their stuff, you get into a mode, and then maybe you forget about them for a couple of years, or maybe you only hear a couple of songs, you know, whatever. And then you get right back into them, you know, with maybe a new album or something. But I've had real seasons with them. One of my favorite cassette singles I remember buying back in the day was Big Gun, which was from the Last Action oh, Hero yeah. soundtrack yeah. in the mid-90s. Uh, we'll shout out our pal Adam, who's a huge Last Action Hero fan. Um, I I never bought the soundtrack, but that uh, single had Big Gun, and on the reverse side, it had a live version of Back in Black. I think from like Moscow. Um, it's just awesome to play in the guitar in the in the car. You know, I wore it out there, and then I remember buying Stiff Upper Lip, which was I think that came out in two thousand, and just playing the crap out of that. There's several songs on that album. I love like satellite blues. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I also have uh, the album black ice on CD, which came out in 2008. I remember finding it here in Montgomery on a Walmart clearance aisle for a dollar. <laughs> I oh mean, gosh, on, really? People. Yeah. And so, I mean, each time I'm like, I'll, one of their newer albums came out or I stumbled across it by accident or something happened. And I start listening to that. I start celebrating their entire catalog again. So it's very cyclical with ACDC with me. That's so funny. And I'll get, I'll go down that path and I'll be down that path for a week, you know, because, right, right. You know, some people, if you heard one ACDC song, you've probably heard them all. Yes. But I, I beg to differ. There are, there are some, <laughs> they have a distinct sound, but I think there are, uh, certain albums too that they have some other stuff to offer other than what you might expect you know but well anyway. true but true yeah that's very true but still if you but i mean but you're right they do have a sound they yeah easy to pick out so <laughs> i've been a huge fan for a long time and nice. they are probably one of the few bands too that i've you know collected some of their what i would call newer stuff you know not the 80s 70s 80s 90s not the classic albums. stuff right? yeah not the classics but right what about you what uh how many times I, have you seen acdc in concert i've only seen them <laughs> once oh okay um, um but i can i can tell you i can pinpoint the very first time i ever heard acdc okay uh i was at my cousin's house um and they lived in a little small town and they, there was a gas station in town that was a convenience store. And then on the other side, it had a pool table and some tables where people could eat. Mm -hmm. And they had a jukebox. <laughs> and we went in there one day and there was some guys playing pool and they dropped some quarters in the, in the jukebox. And the first song that they played was Highway to Hell. <laughs> and I was mesmerized. <laughs> <laughs> mesmerized. Um, I had no idea who they were or what, you know, I, I just heard the song. I was just hypnotized. Um, but the next, the next thing I remember about ACDC is the early eighties and the satanic panic. Oh yeah. And, uh, 
this group, this this guy coming to our church one Sunday night and telling us about the evils of rock and roll, and he was flashing all of these album covers up on the on you know, on a screen, <laughs> and uh, one of them was the you know the the Highway to Hell album cover with you know with Angus has a horn the horns. Tail. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that just that just made me want to listen to it even worse. I mean, I just I just <laughs> right, you know, right. If yeah. I if I kind of wanted to hear it before, I really want to hear it now. Um, but yeah, I mean that album and uh, Back in Black were the first couple that that I heard. And then a friend of mine in the neighborhood had Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, um, and so I just got a a, a, a baptism of ACDC in a span of about thirty <laughs> three or four years. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, I go, I go way back with those guys. Um, it's so funny. I, that whole satanic panic thing yeah, really had the most reverse reaction, I think on, oh, yeah. at least on everybody that I've talked to, because oh, yeah. it made that stuff like contraband or, uh, you know, taboo or something that, you know, made you interested about it more. Well, why is it? Is yeah. it, it's just because of oh, this picture, can... this dude with the horns. I mean, I see, I watch Bugs Bunny and there's a little devil on his shoulder, you know, every once in a while. But there were, yeah, there, there were probably four or five albums on my 100 albums list this past summer um, that were directly, I listened to them directly because I saw them on the Satanic Panic list. And and I just listened to him because because of that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I had the exact reverse, uh, you know, what you, what you wanted to do, it did not do. Right, right. And it was probably those same fools that when like Mortal Kombat came around and shown oh, all yeah. the blood and gets, oh, that's just so yeah. awful for that they're gonna go out and just slay people, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Just. Um, uh, Come on, yeah, people. I, I saw them uh, live for the Razor's Edge tour mm -hmm. uh, in 1990. Yeah, 1990. Um, but yeah, Thunderstruck was the first song uh, on the set list. And that place was, I mean, it just came unglued when, <laughs> when they played that song. And it just went, it just went worse from there. It was such a good concert. So, I love that music video with all the people like up in the yeah. like, different floors and stuff. Yeah. And I know they had a different drummer uh, with that tour, with that album, but the way he had the two like toms or, or bass drums up. up, um, up yeah. Uh, yeah. High. And he's hitting them, you know, side to side. Um, that just always got me going. We were, uh, so I went to a concert uh, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, when we were at RetroCon in Philadelphia, and we watched the these guys, the Cybertronic Spree, oh, which are yeah. uh, the Transformers, yeah. in, in full Transformers cosplay, and they will do stuff from the soundtrack, uh, the movie soundtrack uh, back in the day, which is awesome. Stan Bush and Vince DiCola, and just some hard rock and stuff. Uh, but they also threw in some classic rock stuff too. And for the first time, I heard them play Thunderstruck, and the place just went nuts. Oh man. yeah, yeah. I, that song—if you could pull it off—and they pulled it off awesomely. Um, if you could pull it off, you'll get any crowd <laughs> with that song. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, it's it was, so slamming. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, they started the drum beat when the lights were down, and the crowd—I mean, it just was like a, a riot in that place. 
Yeah, and yeah. one of the one of the characters in the band was holding up these uh, like little cue cards. One had a big picture <laughs> of lightning, and uh, you know when they go thunder, <laughs> you yeah. hold it up. You know, yeah. like we didn't know what the words were, but you know, it, nobody does. <laughs> nobody knows because it's Brian Johnson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The breakdown. All right, so just iconic. This really this album is you know but uh this solo as well i just i like the basic pattern that it starts with and then he just goes goes for it again i mean it, it was kind of like uh just the, an episode ago when we were talking about summertime girls it's it's he sets you up and it's it's kind of yeah. deceptive a little bit and then he just he goes for it and he he's got his own style too he's he's one of those that i would group in there where he can be melodic but yet technical at the same time yeah you know there's a lot built into his solos but he's got his own little signatures too and you know i won't get on the technical side of that but i love i just love his style and how he plays off of uh, Malcolm's rhythm guitars too, like in between the riffs, like you're talking about with uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, there's there's no dead space in there. So while he's right. playing that rhythm, that riff, he's getting some licks in there in between, even during the solo. And I almost like the outro solo better on this song too because he gets so high and it it, it fades out and i'm always like oh man i i, I want to hear the rest of that tape <laughs> i want to hear him finish the song you know how much, how much longer did he go when they just right, afraid right. Him yeah it, yeah. it, it was just he, he gets a lot higher and oh man i just want to keep listening to the song when it's yeah. done you know yeah yeah it's so good yeah he's very blues oriented he's a great he plays a lot of blues licks um He's he's very good at that, uh, but he's also I mean that intro for and this is just this is just speaking to his technical ability mm -hmm. that like the intro for um, uh, Thunderstruck mm -hmm. that's that's not that that's not that that easy to play I mean that takes some dexterity and he mm -hmm. he he has other songs like that too uh, and he's just he's he's deceptively good. He's one of those guys that we've talked about before that doesn't get near the attention that he should for his abilities. Um, but yeah, he's he I, he has so many little blues licks that he plays, and, and they, they just sound so so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and extremely extreme side note: if we're going to talk about his playing, we have to talk about Malcolm Young, who is probably the best rhythm guitar player in all of rock and roll. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, he holds up that back end so that so that Angus can play what he does over it, and it's and it, you know, and they they just sound like they're in lockstep all the time. That's what you get for playing with your brother. Um, yeah, yeah, and even the bass too. I mean, yeah. there's several songs uh, that where he's playing the rhythm and the bass are, they're almost doing the same pattern and yeah. it, it adds so much to the song. There's like yep. a depth there. Totally. I, uh, I, uh, and this is just another side note, but I, um, a couple months ago I discovered, and this is the beauty of TikTok. I discovered an ACDC tribute band in France <laughs> and they act and look the part of the, of the entire band. Oh man! It just and it sent me on one of those 
week-long ACDC binges like you were talking about. After I, I, first of all, I fell down the rabbit hole for like an hour that night watching all the videos. <laughs> uh -huh. and, the, and the next day, just went down a, you know, just went on a, a ACDC bender for three or four days just because of just how good, uh, just how good their, A, their music is, but just how good, you know, Angus plays. It's just, I love listening to his, his blues. Work, yeah, yeah. His blues licks. So. And I think a lot of it is, you know, like I said, there's that stereotype, but you heard one ACDC song, you've heard them all. Yeah. It's because their, their riffs are so iconic and you think about those more than you do like his solos. Uh, but gosh, his solos are so great too. But you think of, you know, Thunderstruck, uh, You Shook Me All Night Long. I mean, they, they all have iconic just rhythm parts yeah. and, and riffs that you don't, you don't go to the solos for even like Hell's Bells has an awesome solo yeah. that I'm like, oh yeah, gosh, this is so good. Yeah. But you're just thinking about that iconic uh, riff, riff of the, the, the main riff of the song. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's the, that's the same guy that wrote that. I mean, he, you know, the same guy that is playing the solo is the same guy right. that came up with that riff that you sing all the time. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and it's I think just, too, like their their drum sound is is unique as well almost like uh, like phil collins has a very distinctive drum sound yeah i don't know if they're using the same studio or, or set up each time but their their drums are so crisp and they have like their own sound too that like again it's everything is so well played and and put together and then you get a great production in the albums you know in the studios yeah that you know even some of these later albums i've been listening to i'm like oh my gosh these are so well produced and just you know the, the sound is there this they they haven't lost their sound into something else they haven't tried to get outside of what people know them for which a lot of people can can't pull off you know there's there's some bands that can but right. you're like okay i'm i'm here for acdc so play acdc and they do it <laughs> They might do it with every album, but you know what you're going to get. They'll change right. up the lyrics on you. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you but, know what you're going to get. You know? Well, that whole, you know, the, that three, there's a three album run there from those guys. Highway to Hell, Back in Black, and For Those About to Rock that came out like three years in a row, like 79, 381, <laughs> yeah. 82. Yeah. Those were all produced by Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang, yeah. And so that's why yeah. they all sound that way. That's right. that's how they developed their iconic sound was because that that guy corralled them enough to make them to produce that out of those guys and you know there's 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 not a there's just not a whole lot of bands that that have that kind of sound over that many albums you know and yeah yeah well and they I didn't realize like you know from the the mid seventies when they put out the first album through like Razor's Edge there's like a 15 year run where they put out like 13 albums. Yeah. I mean, they're putting one out every year. They were dropping an album a year and then going back on the road. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. If you yeah, think about it, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, enough, uh, ACDC talk. Let's get into some more, uh, songs here. How about that? Yes. Uh, number 12 on our list is, uh, back in black, uh, Angus young on that solo. Uh, some bonus songs. I, I, I could fill up the queue here, really. But yeah. if I'm going to recommend one thing, go out and listen to the entire Back in Black album if you have never done that. Yes. You know, 50 million people can't be wrong, people. Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but if I'm if I'm being honest, it was really a toss up for me. I went back and forth between Back in Black and You Shook Me All Night Long to include on the list. Oh, so okay. we'll go ahead and put You Shook Me All Night Long because I I love the solo on that one too. It's very good. And then w- one of my favorites again. I can go a whole bunch of different ways here, but one of my personal favorites is on the next album, the, the the title track, For Those About to Rock, We Salute You. That one, oh man, I, I love that song so much. <laughs> and it's one of those, uh, I, with the uh, the firing of the guns and just, I, I don't know, it adds so much yes. to the song. Um, love it, love it. So those are, I'm just going to do basically those two on this one. But I will recommend go out and listen to Back in Black in its entirety if you can yes, this week. I would agree with that. It's, it's it's fun. All right, so stay tuned. You'll hear those bonus songs in their entirety if you got Spotify Premium. Otherwise, we recommend using the song whip links we provide there in the show notes, or just go out and search some ACDC in your favorite music app this week. Find us on Twix is what we're calling it at Twix. Greatest List. Leave us a comment. You can leave us a comment on Spotify as well. Uh, leave us a rating too if you've never done that if you've been listening along to the show or maybe you're new to the show leave us a quick rating on spotify or in apple music wherever you're listening would appreciate that Uh, also go and find us over there on youtube at greatest lists and we can take a look at eric's mug and him talking about some (laughs) albums over there and uh if you want to bookmark us greatestlistpodcast.com you can stream episodes at work there if you want to or whatever you want to do uh find us there that's our website and it also can uh, connect you to all the apps that are out there that we're available on just click over there and, and save us in your favorite app eric will host uh the upcoming episode which is our number 11 selection a little bit of a play date i might say <laughs> oh. thanks for thanks for listening to greatest lists And we look forward to continuing our list of the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s in the next episode. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.